Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We welcome you whatever time and wherever in the world you are listening. We are pleased you have found us. You are now listening to Inside the Bunghole, a podcast taking you on a journey through wine. Together, we will learn more about this wonderful elixir of life. So raise your glass to welcome your hosts and partners in wine, Pam and James. You are now Inside the Bunghole. Well, it's another exciting adventure of Inside the Bunghole, and today we are very blessed. It's Pam and James here, yep. and today we're joined by Mari Coyle, and she is with, she is the winemaker over at One Hope. Welcome, Mari. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, I have to tell you, um, when we received the shipment... We were absolutely blown away by how beautifully packaged the whole thing was, even down to your uh, the brochure, this catalog. Oh, wow. Thank you. I am so happy to hear that. I think our team just does a really great job. In fact, I mean, some of the best in the industry. We have a whole internal creative team that works on all of our packaging and our collateral. And I think it's beautiful. I'm so glad you did too. Yeah, it's really nice. And we'll we'll break it down and talk more about the packaging too. But drum roll, please. Explain to us what is One Hope and your mission? Yeah. Well, One Hope is a wonderful wine company that gives back every day through every bottle of wine. And our mission really is to nourish the future and change the world. And um, it's a really neat story if you want me to tell you a little bit about the exciting entrepreneurs who started the company. Absolutely. And that's why you're here. Yeah. So our CEO and founder, co-founder, Jake Cloberdan, um, was working for a really big wine company and he was out stocking shelves and really trying to, um, you know, make a sale here and there and he'd be in retail. And in order to do that, you find yourself stocking other shelves as well. And so he would see, you know, the Dan and yogurt, he would see the Campbell's soup um, during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And then after October, all of those displays would go down and be sort of business as usual. And he had an idea, and this was 14 years ago, when cloud marketing really wasn't so widely known or or a business practice in principle like it can be today. And he had an idea that what if I created a wine brand that gave back every single day? And he did what most people do with their great ideas. He put it in his journal and he closed it and he didn't do anything. And um, then he was able to um, really get reinvigorated with that idea when a friend of his called and they were in their early 20s. He and all the co-founders were in their early 20s. And she called and said, you know, I have some news. I have uh, on Hodgkin's lymphoma. And at that time, it was sort of the first time that he had really kind of thought about his own mortality. He said, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing this with you. I'm gonna start my wine business while you start your treatment. And 
he did. He went out and he um, started his wine business and he grabbed his seven successful co-founders and they started One Hope. And that was 14 years ago and um, six and a half million dollars donated later. Uh, we're here in Napa Valley with a flagship winery opening. Yeah, and I think his, his partners, um, there's some pretty heavy hitters, some pretty heavy winemakers in the industry. Yes, his co-founders um, all came from that same big wine company, and they were all you know, known for their success in marketing and sales, and they knew that you know, they were going to go out and really make something of this company. So when, when Pam and I got this dynamite box in the mail, um, we were kind of like, what is One Hope? And then we, uh, not only drinking the wine, and we'll get to that, but we looked at the bottles, we looked at the back, we saw how money goes to other nonprofits. And Pam was explaining to me in a way, it's kind of like, almost like a Tupperware party of what you would do with a client. So explain the process of what this is. Yeah. So shortly after the company was started, um, the founders were noticing that while they were, you know, selling wine in different retail locations and restaurants and hotels, there was also a group of family and friends who just loved telling the story and sharing this mission. And so people were starting to have parties in home and they were starting to have wine tastings and it was going really well because everyone who learns about the company and who learns about the causes that we give to and taste the wine wants to be involved because it's just such a great community a great product and an awesome mission. Your your mission is is just to me. I want to quit my job. I want to quit my job and do do wine tastings to, <laughs> to all my family and friends. Well, you don't even have to quit your job, Pam. You can join us as a side hustle too. We have so many people in our community um, who are out there working full time jobs and still working a business making an income and making an impact through our One Hope wine. And now that we've experienced this pandemic, we know how virtual you can be successful virtually as well. And so we've developed our wine tasting flights and people have developed Zoom tastings that connect their family and friends to their causes that they want to continue to support um, nationwide. So there's a lot of opportunity. We have people who literally make a full-time income. You know, and also if you take that leap, of, that leap of faith and do it, you're supplied with really good wines. I mean, what came in this kit are top-notch Great, Nothing, great wines. You no, are a hell of a winemaker, lady. Yeah, you're not peddling. You're peddling good stuff, really. Oh, man. Well, I might be biased, but I totally agree. I, I love our wines. We have a really extensive portfolio of award-winning wines. We're the only winery here in Napa Valley on Highway 29 that has um, California wines for $25 or less for 90-plus points. And we just do take a lot of pride. and We take our winemaking seriously. But I have to say, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We have a lot of fun. 
And we love to interact with our community and our customers and help people to fundraise for the causes they care about the most. Now, let me ask you this. Can I choose my charity or do you guys have a a list of charities that you support? So you absolutely can. In fact, 10% of the sales from your Napa Valley style wine tasting will give back to your 5013C of choice. So you can fundraise for schools, for sports, for anything that has a nonprofit um, link to it. And that's what's so great about our giving pillars is that we give back in every bottle of wine to our key pillars, which are health, water, hunger, and education. But our hosts can give back to any cause of their choice. So, yeah, you you really can. That's amazing. I think one of the things that has surprised me Uh, when I've been working here now for about four years, just a little over four years, and I have learned just so much about different nonprofits and the work that they're doing. And so I think some of the awareness that we bring through the wine tastings is really important too, to understand like where funds are needed most and how they can truly help people. Now, I have to go to my favorite part of your well besides the wine of course but my favorite part is your back label with your every bottle has a tasting profile it also tells you know where the where the funds are you going from you guys from your end and I just find that to be especially being a newbie to wine tasting and you know all the you know the tasting notes and things like that i wish every bottle of wine came with the same back that you guys have oh yes i love our back labels too and i'm glad that you find those informative because we truly want to take some of the mystery out of wine but we don't take the magic out right there's so much good really creative work that goes into each bottle of wine, but we want our wines to be approachable. We do a lot of education in our cause entrepreneur community, really making sure people, you know, have a good understanding of our winemaking process and about our wines so that everyone is comfortable sharing more wine and giving hope. Yes, it's fantastic. And I know that uh, our beautiful bo- our beautiful little box came with a champagne, which was fantastic. Well, for, I have the box here. First of all, the box, it was a six-pack. And when you open the box, inside the box are um, all the little nonprofits in writing. Yeah, your box is even... Uh, spectacular hunger <clears throat> help napa farm makers pet adoption helping the homeless supporting and lgbtq youth just it has little little warm fuzzies is even one of them and that's just the box <laughs> <laughs> and then let me then i gotta talk about just and we'll take a break but uh we'll get into some wines and um and then your background in the winemaking but um I really enjoyed, I started off, I drank, uh, we drank, myself, Pam, and Don. It it was the uh, One Hope Brute. It was the champagne. With the beautiful 
glitter, glitter bling bottle. bottle. And then in the back, like Pam said, um, first of all, there's a hashtag that says, why not? Um, and also that this bottle fa- uh, funds healthy meals to help end hunger. One in five children in the U.S. Um, don't know where their next meal's coming from. So, it, 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 first of all, the the champagne was wonderful. Um, it just had that very bready, uh, yeasty uh, nose to it, and um, it also, you know, then the taste just had it did have a green apple, and to me, like a little touch of uh, banana in a way. But um, it was a he wonderful. Has, he has weird tastes. It was a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful champagne. So, um, tell me about your brute and how proud you are of it and also the charity that it goes to. Yeah, I love our sparkling brute. Um, it is a really pretty wine that's made in the Charlotte method. So very similar to Prosecco where that second fermentation actually occurs in stainless steel tank, making a lot of tropical aromas, a little cigarette bubbles, which I find to have a lot more fruit. And it's got a richness to it that I love. Like you said, it's got all that crisp apple, a little bit of tropical character. And um, I love that wine, and I do love the cause that um, we've been giving back to Why Hunger, which is an organization that does help fund meals for children through local pantries and food banks. And we have funded over 3.5 million meals for children through our sparkling wine. Wow. I'll drink to that. <laughs> I will drink to that. And Pam, you're going to note there was another, there's the brute. And, um... Well, you, you have, so tell me what kind of a kit, how, what do I expect to get? And how does, how, tell me a little bit about that process. Yeah. So we have starter kits that um, start at $29 and those include business tools and essentials. And then on top of that, you can order six wines or 12 wines to sample or pour at in-person events. And so really right now, um, what we're doing a lot of is virtual tastings on Zoom. People are loving the idea of our small tasting flights, which are four of our Vintner Collection wines in 187 milliliter bottle so it's a tasting kit for two and that's really an awesome way to taste in your home and taste four of our different wines and then you can order those wines and that will be your order will actually be giving back to your host cause of choice so that's one way to do it um, we, of course, are starting to get back to normal now and seeing more in-person tastings. And so usually at an in-person tasting, the host is selecting about six different wines to taste. And those wines are tasted throughout the evening. And then your friends and customers can place their orders for what they love or maybe something that they want as a gift. Like you said, we've got some sparkle shimmer bottles that are that make really great gifts they have custom etching so there's a lot of ways to give back with our wines well let's take a quick break yes and we will come back with more more about your wines and then find out a little bit more about you 
and uh, how you got involved in the company and all that good stuff. So we'll be right back after a quick break. If you want to know more about Inside the Bunghole, join us on all our social media platforms. You can get a revisit and view all the latest posts, giveaways, and information on this podcast. Simply search Inside the Bunghole on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Like, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment. We would love to hear from you. Or you can email us at insidethebunghole at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and visit our website at insidethebunghole.buzzsprout.com, where you can always find our latest podcast and past episodes. Cheers! Welcome back. We're still here, and we are talking to Mari at One Hope, and she has such an amazing product and an even almost even better story, but you can't really get better than the wines. So, so Mari, talk to me about the the three the three ways we can get your wine, and then we're going to find out more about you. Yeah. So it's easy to shop our wines. You can become a cause entrepreneur with us and sell our wines and make an impact while making an income. You could also be a host. You can host a wine tasting um, online or in your home for your family and friends, Um, or you can shop online at onehopewine.com. And the wines are spectacular. Tell me, how did you, you're the head winemaker, yes? Yes, I am. And how did you get involved with them? And how did you get involved in winemaking? Oh, wow. Well, my winemaking story is now going back about 20 years. But I did graduate from UC Davis. And after graduation, I went to work at um, wineries in Sonoma County. I worked for Gloria Ferrer Sparkling Caves. And I worked for Mary Edwards in Russian River, where I really, really fell in love with Pinot Noir. I went to the South Island of New Zealand and really studied a lot of aromatic whites and um, Pinot Noir winemaking and then went up to the Sierra Foothills where I spent uh, several years making Grenache, which was kind of became my my foothills of California, Pinot Noir, a wonderful grape, and a lot of Rhone varieties. Uh, before coming back to Napa, I took a winemaking position at uh, Sterling Vineyards in Calistoga. And then I came to One Hope about four years ago. And, you know, of course, what brought me to One Hope was the idea that I could take a craft um, that I had been working on for so many years and really do something great with it, the wines that I was making by making this incredible impact. Uh, but I can't tell you that why I thrive at One Hope is really the community of cause entrepreneurs who are about 99% female. And I just love empowering and educating women and introducing this amazing industry to women. It's something I'm super passionate about. And and I just love connecting with our whole community and educating them on wine and what's going on behind the scenes and different varietals. And it's always really exciting and very fulfilling to see their success. You must enjoy uh, seeing some growth too. Maybe speaking to someone early on, and they've they're growing with their wine knowledge. Have you seen that too? 
Oh, yes. We've seen a lot of that. We have developed a training platform online to really help people take that, you know, introduction to wine course. Um, We also have different wine education components. And I have seen just overall our community, the knowledge, education go really, really um, up. And there are just so many now knowledgeable cause entrepreneurs who do excellent tastings. You guys just recently, I believe, uh, opened up a opened up a winery and a tasting room of your very own. That's right. It's our first flagship property and winery for One Hope, which is sitting here in the heart of Napa Valley. We are right at Rutherford, um, just north of Robert Mandavi Winery, about a quarter mile up Highway 29 from Opus 1. And we just opened, and we are open by appointment and really, really creating some amazing experiences and focusing our give back on our, our cause partner, Charity Water, through our wines and our wine events. Well, you have some pretty fancy neighbors there, lady. And I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you rival them all on taste because I can't tell you for the price of some of these wines. I am amazed at the taste. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Well, you know, what we do is all of our wines are made here in Napa with our winemaking team. And we really aim to... Um, create a collection of wines that mimic the flavors that celebrate Napa Valley. So if it's a California Cabernet, we're looking for sites and a blend that really exemplifies that dark fruit character here in Napa and those seamless tannins, really polished tannins, opulence, and a little bit touch of vanilla from our barrel regime. Let's talk about the whites first. We had... Well, it had a Chardonnay. Yes. we And also the Fumé Blanc, which was fun because it's not one you drink every day. Oh, yeah. The Fumé Blanc is a great place to start. In fact, if you were visiting our winery, we'd actually greet you in front with a glass of Fumé Blanc because our estate Fumé Blanc is organically farmed here at the estate in Rutherford. And that wine has a really fun story we love to share and celebrate. In 2009, Michael Mandavi and his son, Rob Mandavi Jr., um, partnered with One Hope to help really make some exceptional wines and some of the first wines from the estate. And since Robert Mandavi Sr. had really, um, you know, coined and founded the term Fumé Blanc, meaning really translating as white smoke. Um, This is a a Sauvignon Blanc that has been barrel fermented. And he came up with this name as a marketing genius after he came back from France. And we love the story and we love what the Mandavis have done with their Fumé Blanc. And so this is a really great wine that celebrates that connection, our, our wine friends, and really some of the traditions in Napa Valley alongside some of the innovations. And, and who wouldn't love the tasty notes? That's jasmine flowers and vanilla toffee. 
Uh, but it was a wonderful, really wonderful wine. Really wonderful. And, I, and, and you know what? I bet you that Mandavi, I bet you it holds up to anything that they're pouring. Yes. It is a delicious wine. All the tasting notes, it's savory and aromatic. It's exotic. And it is fermented in uh, French oak and aged for 10 months before bottling. It's one of our favorites. It, well, that was one of mine, I'll tell you that. So right when you show up, that's what you... Uh, <laughs> that's, what we'll, that's what we'll get when we go there, because we're going. We also had another one of the whites was the beautiful Chardonnay. And I'm imagining it was not oak cast, was it? That is, yes. It is aged in oak, but only about 30% French oak. It wasn't too oaky. It was beautiful. Bright, vanilla. It was It was smooth. It was beautiful. Oh, wow. Thank you. You know what? We love our Chardonnay, and we find that so many Chardonnay lovers love the wine, but even people, a lot of times we get... I didn't even think I liked Chardonnay and I love the Chardonnay. And I, I think that people say that because we do really showcase the fruit and where the Chardonnay is grown. There's a lot of intensity in the fruit as well as being balanced with some of those spices and nuances from the barrel. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was very, very drinkable. And cause I am not a Chardonnay fan. No. Now, I'm, James, you're a Chardonnay fan, but I am a, as of lately. As of lately, um, but I have right here a, a, a Pinot Noir, and I know that's your that's your strong point or your background. Explain uh, have you how you have grown as a winemaker from the earlier days and now how you're dialing things in. Um, t- walk me through your 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 Pinot Noir. Yeah, well, Pinot, like you said, is you know just kind of at the at my heart. I love making Pinot Noir, and I think it's a great varietal to start with early in your career because it does require a lot of tenacity and a lot of effort. It's um, delicate, of course, from the vineyard into the winemaking um, and fermentation and aging. And so it does require a lot of effort, and I just love making Pinot Noir that speaks to the place Pinot Noir of all grapes, I think, really is expressed by place. And I love the balance between the earthiness and the fruit. I love the texture of Pinot Noir, just having those beautiful tannins kind of scattered across your palate. And that kind of velvety richness that makes you want to come back for more. Because... Every, with Pinot Noirs, it's a very, very delicate grape, right? I mean, you have to have the exact right growing season. Pinot Noir grows in a cluster that actually translates to black pine cone. And so that little pine uh, cone is very tight. The grapes are very tight. And because of that, they are very susceptible to any changes in humidity and then can really have troubles if you you do want a cool climate but you don't want too much damp weather or or wet weather or else you're susceptible to mildew and the the skin is very thin it doesn't have a high anthocyanin or tannin composition so it's it's very fragile and really grows in the most kind of delicate cool climate areas 
And so you being, that was like your forte is the Pinot Noir. The, a more challenging grape to, or more challenging wine to make or just a grape to grow? It's challenging all the way from the vineyard to the bottle. Um, during the winemaking process, because you are working with, you know, lower tannins and anthocyanins, so color and um, structure, than a Cabernet, you really have to pay attention to your skin contact time and your textures. And you typically, I want more skin contact time. So that's where I really want optimal ripeness in the vineyard so that I don't have any bitterness coming from unripe skins or, or seeds. Beautiful, beautiful. And um, you mentioned the you know cabernet and that was the last bottle we got to taste was the the cabernet and it looks like it you actually got the grapes from paso robles oh yeah our paso cab is one of our 90 point wines from the wine enthusiast this is a really great wine that comes out of paso robles and and i love that area for cabernet because it's really warm and really gets the flavors right but there's also this really pretty herbal texture and and flavor um a little bit of like dried herb and sage notes that is in that paso cabin and it's delicious well the, the whole portfolio is wonderful and i want to circle the wagon uh, we're going to take a break but i want to circle the wagon back when we uh come back from the break i want to talk about once again um how one, we get in touch with yes, you and yeah. how we find out more about you so oh, wait you, before we go whoop. i just have a question any of the the gals that you do work with that that hustle the wine out there um and you've seen them grow do any of them want to be winemakers now or have they stepped forward like anyone <laughs> i have not yet okay seen a winemaker but i have a lot of them who want to be and really who are, you know, influencers in their local communities and, and wine professionals. I bet, because this whole package, is it's like a 101 educational out the door. It's a great way to start. So we're going to take a break. We're inside the bunghole, and we'll be right back. If you want to know more about Inside the Bunghole, join us on all our social media platforms. You can get a revisit and view all the latest posts, giveaways, and information on this podcast. Simply search Inside the Bunghole on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Like, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment. We would love to hear from you. Or you can email us at insidethebunghole at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and visit our website at insidethebunghole.buzzsprout.com, where you can always find our latest podcast and past episodes. Cheers! Welcome back. We're inside the bunghole with a fantastic winemaker and a amazing company, One Hope, where you can get liquored up and give back to the community. Thank you, Mari, for joining us. And um, let's talk about your, because although it's fun and the, the being a wine host and all that is great, you can also just buy be a wine club member. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, we have one of the best wine clubs. It is so much fun. In fact, I curate seasonal 
wine club um, with wines that I love for the season, whether it's, you know, pairing for uh, the holidays, celebrations, or maybe for a spring that we're in, you know, just having some really great wines to get outside and enjoy at, at the barbecue. And so you can select from a curated selection or you can build your own wine club, which is actually really popular. People love being able to shop um, their favorite wines and have those come to their door. And I love the other thing about and I, I suppose when you do the wine club, you still get the little catalog and everything. You even have recipes in here. Oh, yeah. We have really great content with recipes. We really try to include something special in our wine club from Napa Valley. So having something special that you can learn about and a little bit of an idea of what's going on behind the scenes in Napa. So whether that's bud break that we're in right now or, you know, harvest season, we love sharing that with our wine club as well. Well, I was going to ask, uh, do some of the hosts that sell the wine, do they ever get together or share notes, what they do or, you know? You have like meetings? Yeah, we actually have a really tight-knit community. So um, there's a lot of ways to get involved and stay connected with other professionals in our cause entrepreneur community. In fact, this week we're hosting our annual crush conference. So this is a conference everybody wants to come to because it's all about building your business with leadership and business training and, of course, a lot of wine education. And do you ever give out awards or someone that maybe uh, sold more wines? We have a lot of ways to be recognized in our community. We do monthly recognition and, of course, at our crash conference. We do big awards, um, everything from our Founders Awards to Impact Awards, where cause entrepreneurs are recognized for the really huge impacts that their teams made. And we even have a Winemakers Award. Wow. I, I think this is just a great concept. And it's fun. You know, it gets you... It gets you totally involved. It's one thing to go to a wine tasting and drink a wine and everything, but but not only is it a wine with the cause, it's you're you're involved with it. And there's education. You're educating friends. You're getting their foot in the door with drinking wine. Um, so I think it's just a win-win. How does someone get a hold of you? <laughs> yeah. Well, if anyone is out there listening and is interested in becoming a cause entrepreneur, we'd love to hear from you. And you can go to our website, onehopewine.com slash join and learn more. We have a lot of our home office professionals that are available to answer questions and really help people understand more about how they can start their business. I mean, after you know, 20 plus years in the wine industry, I can say that our business tools are really first class and we make it so easy. So you don't have to have a degree in winemaking. You don't have to have, you know, a business um, and ship everything. We actually ship everything to your customers so you don't have to carry inventory. 
You don't have to do, you know, any of that. We do everything for you through your back office. And so there is a lot of flexibility. You can work from home and on your own schedule. And it's just a great opportunity to to join our mission to nourish the future. Very good. I think you got a couple of converts here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this would be great for schools. Can you imagine seven-year-old kids peddling wine to raise money for school? Yeah, for the bar? school fundraiser. It's awesome. <laughs> They'd get a lot more involvement, that's for sure. Well, thank you so much for just taking your time out. Is there anything else you want to add? Well, I just wanted to thank you guys for having me on your podcast. And I think I told you when you first reached out that I always try to think outside the bunghole, but it was very fun to go inside the bunghole and share a little bit more about our wines and our purpose with you. Well, I, I can't wait to see you in person, um, but thank you so much for carving out a little bit of time. And we will be uh, in touch with, uh, and we'll be in touch with you soon because we will be making a trip up there. But until then... Awesome. Thank, I can't wait to see you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, listening audience, for joining us inside the bunghole. And we will uh, stay tuned. You'll hear more from us soon. Thank you. If you want to know more about Inside the Bunghole, join us on all our social media platforms. You can get a revisit and view all the latest posts giveaways and information on this podcast simply search inside the bunghole on facebook twitter or instagram like share and subscribe leave a comment we would love to hear from you or you can email us at inside the bunghole at gmail.com thanks for tuning in and visit our website at inside the where you can always find our latest podcast and past episodes cheers <laughs>